Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to talk with a senior wealth management advisor for Tealwood Asset Management. But first, we're going to hear from our show sponsors, Village Bank, Baker Tilly, and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, Village Bank would like to welcome you to their village. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Village is ready to help businesses grow and make a community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with Village. Follow Village Bank on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit www.villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. At advisory and accounting firm Baker Tilly, we serve as value architects to help companies enhance and protect their value as they prepare to exit their business. Our team utilizes a rigorous approach to guide business owners through their transition, and we work with your other advisors to coordinate all aspects of a successful exit plan. Visit us at bakertilly.com to see how we can help. Baker Tilly, now for tomorrow. You wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with my good friend Todd Crow. Todd is a senior wealth management advisor for Tealwood Asset Management. And Todd is also a certified exit planning advisor. And we've known each other for quite some time. We both were certified with the same organization several years ago. Uh, Todd actually helped me launch the chapter in the Twin Cities in 2016. And we're still going strong. And Todd, long time coming. Finally got you on the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and, and congratulations on the first year, and I'm glad to kind of start off the second year for you. I know. Yeah. Isn't it great? Unbelievable. We've had a year's worth of episodes already. Yeah. So as we customarily do, I'd like to have our audience learn a little bit about you, so tell us something about your background. Sure. Uh, if you can believe it, this is my 34th year in the financial advisory business. It's gone by pretty fast. Wow. Um, you know, I got interested in investing. My, gra- my grandfather on my mother's side um, retired as a, a school principal 
had a modest pension, Social Security, um, retired in Northwest Arkansas, and invested in a small little IPO called Walmart. And uh, seven figures later, wow. um, he was able to donate seven figures to my college, Gustavus. And I thought, you know, that's an interesting business to be in. So um, wow. I started investing myself. At the time, the company was called IDS, if you guys remember the IDS, yes. Financial Services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're Ameriprise. So I invested with them for a couple of years and actually uh, had an interest of becoming a financial advisor, and they recruited me. And uh, I officially started after getting my licenses on October 21st of 1987. So if any of you history buffs, that was two days after October 19th, which is the largest crash. Yes. You can believe it. The Dow was only 2,200. Yes. So you know where it is today. Black Monday. Uh, yeah. 500-point drop. And mm-hmm. my dad said, good good uh, business to get into. Uh, but, you know, all the people that invested in me are very happy because since then, obviously, the Dow's done very well. Yes. But, um, and then I went on to work for Fidelity Investments for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, but I wanted to get into a smaller registered investment advisor, a, a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. I worked with a financial advisor, Pete Mosley, at uh, Fidelity for a long time. And he went over to work for uh, Tillwood Asset Management. And mm-hmm. uh, I got introduced to Charlie Mahar, Julie, who you know, who's yes. the CEO of our organization, mm-hmm. and got hired. And um, it's been great. You know, we're locally uh, based, uh, locally owned by the employees. Mm-hmm. We make all the decisions here locally. So instead of, you know, the bureaucracy and having something out in New York, you have to wait for it in six layers for signatures, right? Yeah. You know, as a small business owner. Right. You know, we do everything ourselves, mm-hmm. So it's been fantastic. And then, um, you know, meeting you, it's been five or six years. I can't even believe how long it's gone by. You know, joining the Exit Plan Institute was great because it mm-hmm. really got me into another part of my practice was really wanting to work with business owners. And I thought it was important. You know, I was never a business owner like yourself. So to be on the same side of the business owner, to really understand what a business owner goes through, which is much different than, let's say, a traditional financial planning client that, you know, worked for a corporation for 30 years. You know how much yeah. different it is. We've heard mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, I thought it was important to get my SEPA and, um, yeah. you know, really align myself with like-minded advisors like yourself and CPAs. And there's a lot of wealth advisors that have got the SEPA. But I think we're all on the same side, which I think is really important. I think it'd be, be a lot of things that we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. And there's a lot of business to be had out there. And, you know, when you're talking about being in a professional services uh, role, that's obviously a relationship. So when it's a relationship, it has to be a good fit, right? It does. Yeah. And uh, when we're talking about business owners, business owners don't generally always have a very good financial plan, unfortunately. And you know that and I know that. And so we're here to talk to our business owner audience about the importance of having a financial plan, but taking it a, a, a kind of a deeper dive into that and kind of the psychology of it and, and what else it can do for you besides plan your money. So so let's just dive in. Um, let's talk about financial planning and, and how important it is. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, I think it's critical. You know, through the SEPA program, I mean, there's three types of planning. There's personal, financial, and business. And I think the wealth advisor is going to be involved in all three. Our expertise is going to be the financial side of things. But, um, you know, when we did the survey, I'll probably quote the survey that you you uh, spearheaded many years ago for the Exit Planning Institute for Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was 99% of the business owners wanted to have uh, some type of a, of a plan, but 80% of them didn't. And a big part of that was also the financial plan. So um, I, I think that... Um, developing a financial plan early, um, the, the business owner is going to have a much better outcome. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the statistics also is that I think it's only 20 to 30 percent of the exits are successful. So I think those 70 percent are the people that we're trying to help as advisors. Mm-hmm. And I think the financial plan is a critical you know, component of that. Well, we'll probably be talking, too, about the fact that most business owners have the majority of their assets built into their business, right? That's a lot of times their nest egg. Yeah. And so one of the one of the obstacles I'm sure you run into, I know I do when I'm talking to my clients about establishing this relationship early, and it, it is, uh, they, they have this belief for some reason that if they don't have a lot of money to invest right now, people like you don't really want to talk to them. And we're not talking about necessarily, you know, it, it's a good idea, right, to divest, divest your assets, right, and, and be um, um, balanced and not have everything all in one place. Um, but you also, you got to have a plan, right? You have to start with a plan. And so we're talking about planning right now. And, and so for a business owner, how do they develop a plan? How, how do you do that? It's a great question. And, and I think um, you hit it on the head that I think a lot of business owners, when I first sit down with them, um, you know, I think it's up to 80, 90% of their worth is in the business and maybe in their homes and that type of thing. They might have a small amount of money in what we'd call a traditional investing account or, or AUM, where a lot of advisors are going to charge them a fee um, to manage their investments. Well, a business owner, if they have that much money in the business, and rightfully so, because that that's what they know, um, we use a written financial plan. And mm-hmm. typically what we'll do is we'll charge a fee to mm-hmm. manage the plan. So we don't have the assets necessarily. Now we're going to encourage them to hopefully invest in a 401k or invest some money on an after-tax basis or pay down debt, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But if we have a written financial plan, we, we use a program called Bright Capital. Mm. And so we'll sit down and um, you know gather a lot of data. Um, and one of the good things is that it's going to force them um, to talk to yourself or, or someone that can help them from a valuation standpoint, because you know a lot of business owners don't have any idea what the true value of their business is. Correct. And we've got to have that. And what we're trying to create is what's that wealth gap? So if, if they're today and they want to retire in five or 10 years, how much money do they need when they sell it, net of taxes to have enough to generate what we call it the additional paycheck or the paycheck that they've been collecting? Do they want to keep the same thing? So mm-hmm. um, the nice thing about right capital is depending upon the type of business it is, whether it's a S-Corp or a C-Corp or an LLC, all right, let's just call it $10 million, but they've got $9 million in debt. We know they only have a million dollars in equity. Mm-hmm. What do we got to pay down to get to that you know, end game, that mm-hmm. wealth gap, to find out how much they need? And hopefully along the way, we're encouraging them to invest in the 401k or some other type of retirement plan. Mm-hmm. I think also early and often, you know, we talk about stories. Um, you know, I was a speaker at one of the EPI events, and I remember one of the... Con- um, the advisors had said, you know, I've got this client question from the audience. He's got $6 million net of the sale. He's been in cash for six months. And, I, you know, I think I talked to him a little bit after. He probably stayed in cash for another year. And who knows the amount of money that he lost sure. at the time. And I asked, what do you think the reason was? And he goes, he never was in the market. Sure. So all of the money was in the business. He had a 401k, and it's understandable. Yes. But I think the more early and often we can get them acclimated in understanding the investment market, capital markets, the better are when they ultimately sell that business. They're going to be much more comfortable that they're going to monetize that business, probably going to have to put it into the stock and bond market, maybe real estate, Mm -hmm. to create that same kind of paycheck. So early and often, I think that's also what the financial plan, it tells them, Yes. hey, what do I need Mm -hmm. to create the same kind of paycheck? And what do I have to do along the way to get there? 
And it would seem to me, too, that when you're putting this plan together, that you could make real-time adjustments, and then it would show them, based on these changes, this is what you could be looking at, right? Yeah. For, for better or worse. Yeah. And, and it's important for all owners to know that, right? Instead of having it be this pipe dream that, yeah, I'm going to sell my business for X amount of money because I believe that that's what it's worth. And, you know, my wife and I or my husband and I are going to retire to Florida and we're going to buy a sailboat or what, you know, right. whatever the dreams are. Nothing wrong with those. I think they're great, but we have to make sure that that can actually happen. So the sooner they talk to somebody like you, the better. Yeah. And our mandate, I think like yourself, is that we try to meet with them pretty often. So we at least try to talk at least quarterly. Yes. Have a big sit down at least once a year. And I think one of the other things that we're going to have from a topic standpoint is we want to be aligned with the other advisors. So I'll give you another example. Mm-hmm. We've got a new client, um, and he be- he's becoming a um, financial planning client. And lo and behold, I know his banker who helped him finance the deal. I know the accountant. Um, I know the other advisor that's going to help right, right uh, yeah. with one of the other um, employees. We're going to get him introduced to an estate planning attorney. So ultimately, they may not necessarily be a part of each quarter, but sure. we all have got to be on the same page, and they all have kind of the same SEPA background in a sense. Wow. So, um, and if we could have, you know, I think to get that other 70 to 80% of business owners to have a successful exit, I think the more that we're aligned and working together, not to say well, that we're always going to be together in, right. a, in a meeting, yeah. but conversations be on the same page. I'd love to see it that once a year we're all together, meet yeah. with the business owner. Maybe it's just for fun. Yeah. So we're talking, but I think that the more that we're on the same page and we know each other, I think the better outcome. Bravo. That is absolutely paramount, yeah. right? Not only to a, a strong financial plan, but to a strong business transition, regardless if they're five years out or 10 years out, it doesn't matter. You know, the shorter the timeline, the more often the advisors need to meet together. And so many times I hear from people when when they're talking about the the firm that they work with, with regard to where they make their investments, or we're not talking about necessarily having a planner. Um, honestly, I think that it, it, it tends more to be people who are just selling products. And so, you know, when I asked the question, when was the last time you had a meeting with your financial advisor? And they say, well, I haven't heard from that person in a long time. It's like, well, that's not good. And the fact that you guys are doing these quarterly, that's brilliant. It's it, because there's no question then if for the owner to know if they're on track or not. And when, you, when you're meeting that often, then you can make tweaks, right? Um, you're not having to um, make an adjustment after the fact or hope that the adjustment that you're making is actually going to make a difference because you kind of lost some time. Yeah, and I think along the way, mm-hmm. too, I mean, it, you know, it's real time. So they have access to right capital where they can log in and see everything. Mm-hmm. It takes a, t- a tremendous amount of time to input the data. I will tell you that. I mean, you know, we got to have... I mean, I encourage them to, hey, you've got, what's your Social Security? A lot of times, what do you mean? You know, so we used to get our Social Security statements right in the mail. Now you've got to log in and get it. Mm-hmm. They might be married. What's your spouse's Social Security? That's probably going to be the one component that that uh, business owner is going to derive an income from that's mm-hmm. guaranteed down the road. The rest is going to come from the business. Yeah. So we still want to have that. Yeah. We need to get them to understand what their expenses are, right? What your expenses today aren't necessarily going to be the same expenses when you retire. Hopefully they're going to be less. But a lot of business owners want to create the same kind of paycheck, right? They want the same kind of income. But, yeah. you know, if the house is paid for, which we encourage them to try to get to do, if the business is paid for, a lot of those expenses may go down. Now, they still maybe want to keep the country club membership or have the home in Florida or Arizona or something like that. Um, I think the other thing that 
I think is very important that, that you know, we can talk about is what is that second act? Mm-hmm. And I think you and I are almost part psychologists as we're working with these. Mm-hmm. Hey, they might have 10 million when they're done. I'll give you an example. Uh, Chris Snyder, I was listening to a, a podcast, and I think actually Sunbelt ran it. And Chris said, you know, I had this client, worked with him. He sold his business, let's say, for 20 or $30 million, okay, mm-hmm. net. You think that's more than enough money to, to be happy and all that? Calls him up, and he said, well, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm playing pool. And he goes, well, who are you playing pool with? And he goes, myself. And he just felt sad because, you know, mm-hmm. well, do you have friends or what are you doing? And he never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's real important that along with the financial planning and all the other types of planning, what is that second act going to be? What are you going to do? Um, you can only fish so much. You can only golf so much. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're going to be philanthropic. Maybe you're going to want to join an organization to help from a volunteer or get on a board. But that's as critical as the financial. You know, I, I'm fortunate because most of my clients are doing well, and with the planning, they're going to do well. So I think it's as important that that second act, Julie, you talk about it in your book, Mm-hmm. And it's even different between men and women, right? Yeah. You, you talked about that. Maybe you can you know, elaborate more on that, but I didn't really realize that. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking not only the way they run their business, but what's that second act for, for a man and woman too? Yeah, there is definitely a difference there. And just the fact that they think about it and they actually have some some strong, you know, concrete ideas of how they're going to spend their time. You know, it brings me back to the owner's forum a few years ago when one of the owners was asked what what went well what didn't go well what would you tell the owners in the audience that you would done have done differently and he said you need to have a reason to set your alarm because i the day after my business closed i realized i had no reason to get up in the morning and it was devastating for him and we all need to feel relevant and productive and so think about what does that mean? What does that look like for you? How do you, f- how do you get that sense of relevancy and productivity, right? Yeah. That makes you want to get up in the morning and look forward to the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I met mm. a serial entrepreneur. I think he had bought and sold eight businesses. And I think this was his second. He, he said, after my second business, I said, why aren't you retired? Say he was in his early 60s. And he goes, Todd, it's my identity. And, um, and you can't blame him. I mean, after his second business that he sold, he goes, he woke up, the phone the, the, the phone wasn't ringing any longer. He wasn't being schmoozed to go to ball games and that type of thing, <laughs> right. right? I mean, you know, he, he wasn't the king, and this could be a queen too. But in this case, he just said, I need to buy another business because that, that was my identity and what I did. So mm-hmm. it was, and eventually I think he understood. We, you know, we talked a little bit about it. He didn't become a client, but there's got to be something after that. Um, another thing you talk about in your book, and we talk about too, is just the five Ds. We don't, we don't want the five Ds. If you're prepared, um, death, disability, divorce, right? That's going to come up. You mm-hmm. went through all of that. That's not when you should have to sell your business. You should no. be prepared. That you shouldn't be forced into a sale. Right. So the more preparation that you can do ahead of time, you know, again, the better the outcome. We we want to help that the twenty to thirty percent that are successful. That's great. Hopefully they're already working with us. We really want to help that other seventy eighty percent. And, you know, this baby boom generation that's coming up, the bell curve, there's going to be a lot of businesses that are coming for sale. Yes. And I think you, you know, I'm sure you have, I've talked to a lot of business owners that COVID really scared the heck out of them. I know. And they said, gosh, you know, I don't want to go through this again. I I think maybe I have enough money. And a lot of businesses actually thrived more, right, than they ever thought they could have. True. Now's the opportune time. And you and I have talked about this. And they're at their peak and they still don't want to sell. So, <laughs> yeah, they're having fun. Yeah, exactly. And there are some who have, it's taken them many years to 
um, bring the business back from where it fell into the doldrums, right, in 2009 and 10. And so um, they're back. They want to participate in the upside, but they maybe just don't want to be engaged as much as they have been. And so it doesn't have to be all or nothing either. And, you know, you were talking earlier about paycheck and how important it is for an owner sometimes to have a paycheck because they maybe don't have quite what they need to maintain that lifestyle. That's one way that an owner can do that, right? Um, they can they could sell some of the business or sell, you know, the majority of the business. Like, there's a lot of different ways to do that too, right? Internally or private equity, um, even a strategic sometimes will, will honor a structure like that. And they can stay on and do the things that they know how to do well and love to do, but not necessarily have all the risk and all the responsibility on their shoulders at the end of the day. So they can go and do some of these other things and then gradually phase themselves out, if that makes sense. But there are ways to, to do it depending yeah. on what, they're really, what their needs and their wants are, right, Todd? Yeah, and it's not always going to be the case where they're just going to have one big check at the end. Um, there may be a buyout. You know, I think even mm-hmm. statistically, we talked about through the exit planning survey that uh, up to 70% of the businesses are family-owned, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also helping them from the second and third generation. I mean, a lot of my financial plan is not only with the owners, but it's with the kids and maybe even grandkids. Yeah, I mean, that's critical because if the business is going to pass on to them, we want to keep that successful. And you know the, the success rate um, isn't great a lot of times for second and third generation. So the earlier that we can get in, not only with the owner, but also talking to the kids, if they're all ultimately going to, or they inherit, take it over, or however, and then the business owner might be able to stay on also. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice that, but you're right. Getting that other, that younger generation involved is really important because part of that is just going to help them to carry on the legacy of the business if they're financially successful. So you had talked um, earlier about the importance of having a good advisory team, a good professional services team. So um, for my last question, I just want to have you talk about that and and the importance of having that team. Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, you look at who's the most trusted advisor. There's many advisors. First of all, I think it's important I don't know what statistically, you know, 75% of the business owners don't have an advisory team. Mm-hmm. I think we can help that other 70-80%. So they're going to probably have a CPA. Uh, they may have a business attorney. Um, they hopefully have someone like yourself helping them get their business more profitable. I hope they have a wealth advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do go to exit, they might have a broker or an M&A person. They probably have an insurance or hopefully have an insurance agent, right, from the buy-sell and that type of thing. They may have to have a different attorney other than the business attorney. We, you know, we want an estate planning attorney. I mean, this is a sizable estate. And yeah. taxes, right, they could already be changing coming up. Whew, there yeah. could be some significant changes this year. Yeah, so that's right. Right? So we need to have – so up to maybe six to eight advisors. You know, I'll give you another example of, of Chris who said that um, the business – one of the businesses he was going to sell, let's call it $30 million. He told the business owner, you're going to have to spend 1% with your advisors. Yes. That's $300,000. The guy almost fell over. Mm-hmm. But you think about it. It's $30 million. And if you do it right, you're going to save taxes. You're going to have a good estate plan. You're going to be able to monetize that business so you can create the paycheck the rest of your life. You can be philanthropic. So, And again, not only is having the advisory team, but try to get them on the same page. Get them together in a room. Have them have at least the SEPA you know, background and or at least uh, thinking alike. You, you shouldn't be working in silos. No. you got to get your advisors to be working as a group. Absolutely. 
So much to be said about that, that's for sure. I'm glad that we were able to touch on it, though. So a couple of takeaways for our listeners, Todd. What would you advise? Yeah, I think two things. Number one, have a plan. I'm just going to keep hitting on that. And it's not only the financial plan, it's the business plan, it's the personal plan. They're all very critical. Um, And I think also having the advisory team that are like-minded and not working in silos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you just have the, you know, we've talked about this before, a lot of times you might be the quarterback as we're preparing for the exit, but you got to have the good team behind you working alike and working as a team and not in silos. So have a plan and have an advisory team. And a team that works together. Yes. Absolutely. So, Todd, how can our listeners reach you? How, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, the easiest way is just to go to tealwood.com mm-hmm. and click on the team. And then you can pull up my profile. It's got my phone number, my email, and my background information. So, tealwood.com slash team. Yep. This has been great, Todd. I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for your wisdom. For our listeners, this episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website, as always, where you can order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really appreciate you following us and subscribing to the show. Thanks so much, and we'll hear from you next time.